Hello, and welcome to Incoming. Your host is Margie Avery. We sort through the crap coming at us every day and help you find a happy life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Incoming. I'm your host, Margie Avery. I'm excited today. We start segment two on my weight loss journey that is intended to hopefully help you guys with yours if that's something that you want to do. So where I left off in the last segment was I mentioned the the three steps that I took to get started. The first step was getting an app where I could log everything that I ate. I really think that's crucial. Even if you don't continue to use it, I think it's it's critical in the beginning just to keep yourself in check. I included a link in the last episode of the app that I use. You can feel free to use whatever works for you. I also said that it was important to calculate how many calories you're currently consuming to maintain the weight that you're at. And I included a calculator again that I use in the last episode. I will include both of those again in the description of this episode. And you can use any calculator you want. I just highly recommend using it because most of us have a very inaccurate estimate of how many calories we consume in a day. It can be surprising to you what the actual scientific numbers tell you. You plug in your weight, you plug in your sex, your age, and your level of exercise. And that is another one. I mentioned it before, but I mentioned it again. You have to be extremely honest about your level of exercise. You are probably, by definition, sedentary. If you need clarification, look up the definitions of each of those sedentary, mildly active, very active. But remember, it's just for you. There's no need to lie to yourself We do enough of that. And this is your starting point. I'm going to explain a little bit better today what that means. Let's say it's someone who's consuming 2,000 calories a day to maintain their current weight, which let's say it's somewhere around, I don't know, 180 pounds. And I'm just pulling these numbers out of my head. I'm not doing the actual math. I'm just trying to demonstrate what this all comes down to. So if you want to burn two calories a week, or I'm sorry, two pounds a week, that means that you have to reduce about 7,000 calories a week from your diet. So you now know that you're taking in 14,000 calories a week to maintain your current weight. So to lose two pounds a week, you have to take 7,000 calories off. You've got to go down to 7,000 calories a day, which is about 1,000 calories a day. That may or may not be too aggressive for you. I know some doctors will say that anything under 1,200 calories is not healthy. You know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not recommending anything. I'm I'm just telling you what I did. Uh, I don't need to get into all of my specific numbers and make this a math show, but my starting point I was, I think it was like 1,850 calories a day I was taking in to maintain the weight I was at then, which I think was like 202 pounds. So what I did, I went down to 
1,050 because I was sedentary. I, I don't even think my body was burning 1,500 a day. I felt okay on 1,050. I went to the doctor. I didn't have any negative effects from it. So that worked for me. But it's a matter of personal choice. So in the beginning, I was, I dropped like, let's say about 800 calories a day. So I ended up losing approximately a pound and a half a week. And that worked for me. Now, the second thing that I did, and I also want to mention to you guys to start off while you're even listening to me, I have, over the course of the last year, I've dropped a total of 38 pounds. I took a little bit of a, a breather, I guess you would say, through the holidays, and then I had a surgery that came up and some other things that I, I knew were going to make it kind of unrealistic. So I didn't really, I, I continued to log all of my food, and I continued to, to try to stay roughly within my calorie goal. But I did go over here and there. But, you know, when you're feeling sick and recuperating from a surgery, that's going to kind of happen. Plus, your body bloats from anesthesia and different things. So, and I anticipated this. And I didn't put that pressure on myself. I, I never put a timeline on this because, in my opinion, it's changing a lifestyle. And it's a lifestyle that I had established for quite some time. And I want this to stick and remain my way of living. So, if it took me two years, I didn't care. If it took me a year, I didn't care. Again, I knew that there were always crash diets or fast fixes to do these things. But, you know, I'm making a lifestyle change and I'm a little more stubborn than most people. So I knew it was going to take me a little bit longer. And that was okay. So 38 pounds I've lost in the last a little over a year. My goal is by the end of this year to lose the remaining 20 pounds that I want to lose. And I'm also rehabbing, I had a knee replacement done and I'm, I'm rehabbing that and that throws a little complication. But you know what? That's part of this. There are always going to be complications in life, which is why I don't believe in crash extreme diets. I believe in a lifestyle change, kind of rewiring your brain because you are never going to be in a position where life isn't throwing things at you. You've got to put yourself, set yourself up for success by putting yourself in a position that you know how to deal with life while having this big change in your life. So I'd set up this app to track my food. I had calculated what I was eating to maintain the current weight, and I had decided on a calorie intake to lose that worked for me. Now, what I did also, again, I am a very stubborn person. And sometimes I have to slap myself into reality. So I, I did something that I, meh, I'm sure that most of the medical community would not agree with, but I did it to work for me. I'm not saying that you need to do it, but I needed to what I call reset my brain, to jar my brain into a reality that, hey, we're changing things around here. So the first three to five days, I severely limited my calorie intake. I mean, I I ate healthy things. I ate bone broth. I ate vanilla yogurt and some uh, berries with it. But other than that, that was it for three or four days. It was about, oh, maybe 600 calories a day. Then after it was three days, the fourth and fifth day, I started adding some healthy Asian noodles to my broth 
and added a little bit more fruit. And then by the second week, when I got to like day seven, eight, nine, I started eating more normal type foods, but it was really easy for me to maintain that 1050 calorie goal because I just spent a week having five or 600 calories. So I'd played a little trick on my brain by severely depriving it. I made myself feel like I was getting a huge treat, almost overeating by the time I got to week two. Now that is the only thing that I did in this process that is a little extreme. It's what I needed to do for my personality. I know myself, you may not need to do that. From that point on, I went back to normal eating, so to speak. I did not watch my carbs, watch my sugar, watch my fats. I, like As I said, I don't have any health conditions that require me to do that. And again, I knew that I was not going to live the rest of my life without carbs and sugar and fat, so I had to find a way. But the interesting thing is when you create a calorie deficit, whether it's 1,200 calories or 1,500, when you've been accustomed to eating 2,000 calories a day or more in a sedentary lifestyle, it's astonishing how those things sort of limit themselves because I ate what I wanted, but I realized I had to make choices. If I decided, now I rarely, rarely eat fast food, but when I had my surgery and I had to go to physical therapy three times a week and it was extremely, excruciatingly painful, you just, I wanted to treat myself a little bit. So sometimes on the way home from the hospital, I would get McDonald's, just a hamburger and fries. But I knew if I made that choice, this tiny little hamburger and these small fries, like 550 calories, something like that. That was going to be half my calories for the day. So it was, you better enjoy this a lot. Or if you're still really hungry later on, I would do something like make a hamburger patty or you could make a veggie patty. And I would just the patty, no bun, and make a pile of vegetables to go with it. Now, I chose to take something easy. I bought frozen mixed vegetables that I could just easily steam and put on a plate because even though I've cooked professionally and I enjoy cooking, I was putting myself through a lot of changes and I didn't want to make myself lose patience with it. And so I wanted to make this easy for myself. I figured, okay, steamed vegetables makes it easy. There's no excuse. So that I would do that because that way I could have this pile of vegetables, this bulk that would make me feel really full later on and, and a hamburger patty, patty alone. And that comes out at maybe, you know, sometimes I would throw in a couple of tater tots Again, frozen tater tots that I could just easily heat up. And there are some healthy brands of those, healthy brands of a relatively unhealthy food. But again, ease, very easy to put together. You end up with this plate full of food and it comes in at about 450 calories. I didn't use a ketchup or anything like that. I just tasted the food and enjoyed the food. So that would be a choice I had to make if I decided to treat myself after physical therapy to a junk food. But even on a normal day, I I realized I can't pick foods and do things that I have to be chained to my own kitchen in order to do. I am also not like you wonderfully disciplined people that are going to food prep. I did food prep 
over the years and working in kitchens, and I'm very good at it, but I just don't want to do it. And again, I needed to make this change in my life something easy, something that was fluid, not something that was going to require extra work and my mind could make excuses to not stick to it. So my goal from day one was to be able to eat the same things I always ate, but to learn moderation and to empower myself. I empowered myself. My food is 100% my choice. And now I actually think about it. I stop and think, well, what do I really have a taste for? Do I need a treat today? Do I need like just some good old junk food? And if so, you know, I'm going to wait till kind of late in the day, as late as I can to have that because it's going to burn through my calories for the day. And I'm going to have a lot of day left that I'm going to be sitting there getting hungry. So what I mean by that is I'm not a big breakfast person anyway. It makes me feel very tired. I don't know why. I've just never been a big breakfast person. So what I do is I usually eat my first meal around between 12 and 2 in the afternoon. So if I decided I wanted something like a feel-good meal and I had it then, I would think, okay, well, if I'm done with that, let's say by 2 o'clock, I'm usually up until 10 or 11 o'clock at night. That's a lot of the day left where I'm going to be hungry. So there are days that I have to tell myself no, but that's okay. The theme you should be hearing in here is I am completely in control of this. I am in tune with my body, my mind, what I need, what I want, and I'm deciding these things. No chart or diet or video is controlling me. Now, again, that's something that I need. But there is an overriding set of rules, and that is that food is choice. It's not something that you do mindlessly where you're going to end up hurting your body, hurting your self-esteem. And yes, it is going to end up being denying yourself something. But you're denying yourself something because you've been saying yes to yourself a little bit too often. And when we reach a certain age, if we are blessed enough that we don't have these health conditions, continuing to carry extra weight and not exercise properly puts you at an extremely high risk of suddenly developing those because it's the age bracket where they develop anyway, meaning your 40s on. So if you've been lucky enough to make it to your 40s, your 50s, and you don't have any serious health conditions, be glad for that and start putting some stuff into action to keep that up because that's the ages where those things tend to hit. And when they hit, they hit hard and fast. I've seen it with a number of friends. So back to the the topic here. You have to remain mindful of what you're eating. You have to learn to make choices. And just creating that calorie deficit sort of does that for you. I look at my Lose It app and I think of it as money in the bank. And I look and there's 550 calories. That means, in other words, I have $550 to spend and there's no credit account. So I have to choose very carefully how I'm going to budget those calories for the rest of the day because I'm going to be out of calories. And if I go over, I'm going to blow it for the week. Now that brings something else to mind. The Lose It app specifically has a very nice feature. You can enter what your your plan is of how many calories calories you're going to take in and how much you starting weight is and where you want to get to. And it will tell you things like approximately when you'll reach that goal based on your calories you put in. 
It will also issue a big warning if you're under 1,200 calories, but you can still override that and do so. But the nice thing is the app shows your performance in a calendar format over the course of a week, a month, whenever you start entering your data. I look at the week sometimes, and if there's a particular day, say it's Friday, I know I'm going to be out socially, and, and I'm probably going to be taking in a little extra calories. But if I look at my week and heading into Friday, I'm under by 500 calories. Okay, you know what? That's okay if I end up at 1,500 calories today because there have been three, four other days this week that I was way under what I had coming. So I look at any calories that I'm under for the week as like a credit balance. I've saved a little extra calories here that I can spend. So I suppose I should correct myself that in a sense, you can create a credit balance for yourself. But in the grand scheme of things, going over the calories daily or weekly, giving yourself, digging into a credit balance that exceeds your total calories for the week, you're just cheating yourself. But now keep in mind, there are going to be weeks that that happens and it's okay. Don't kick yourself. So like yourself, there's nothing wrong with you. You're making a lifestyle change and those are time consuming. It's practice. And don't forget, when we're at this point that we need to make this change, it's because we've already been practicing a completely different lifestyle for any number of years. So we're contending with that as well. The other thing, while I was doing this, I, I just went all out. I don't know why, but I made a lot of changes at once. I have smoked cigarettes for longer than I care to admit, but definitely longer than 30 years. And again, so blessed that I don't have any health issues from it. I've been that lucky, but that doesn't mean that I can't get some. So I also kind of hit a point where, for whatever reason, I suddenly did not like smoking as much. So while I'm doing this lifestyle eating change, I'm also quitting smoking and I'm doing a lot of other changes in my life with the goal of giving myself a happier future because I'm currently 56 years old and I never think about my age in terms of, I mean, sometimes your body thinks about it, there's no doubt, but in terms of limiting me by what I can do, like what's the point in doing this weight loss thing? I'm already almost 60 years old. What's the point in starting a new podcast and learning to do that? I'm only 60 years old. That's a bunch of bull crap. As far as age goes, you are still breathing. You're still alive. You can do and try anything that you want. And if you don't know how to do it, go to people who do and find out how to do it. There is no age in which you should not make your body what you want it to be. There's no age in which if you want to try something, you shouldn't try it. I wanted to try podcasting. I'm trying it. I learned what I needed to know from professionals online, and I'm doing it simply because I wanted to. It's something I wanted to do. I'm not pressuring myself with, I want this to be the number one podcast in the nation or any of those things. Maybe it'll gain some steam. Maybe I'll get some sponsors. I don't know. I care about the content that I'm putting out. I care about the people that I'm trying to reach that I feel may be in the same place I've been. And maybe I can help them out a little bit. Beyond that, 
I don't care. So that's how I approach everything in life. I don't think about failure. I do have that going for me. And I'm going to do a whole nother episode sometime and enlighten you a little bit on my life and some things, how I came about to that thinking. But with the weight loss, it's a mind game. But it's taking control of your mind. And you can do it. I'm doing it. I am very resistant to change, but I'm doing it. And that very resistant to change statement may sound conflicting to me saying that I try things, but that's not, I'm I'm very resistant to changing that about myself too. I will try things. I will venture out. And that's just how I am. I'm, I'm not ever going to be an extremely cautious person. I figure we're here once for life. Why not? Anyway, stick to your weight loss. Hopefully some of these things I'm sharing with you will help you guys. As I said, I've lost 38 pounds with it so far. I have confidence in myself at this point. I will reach my goal by the end of the year of losing the remaining 20 pounds and maintaining it because I want it. I have chosen it. It's not being thrust upon me. It's for me, by me. And that's what I want you guys to get to. Anyway, have a good day. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I will see you in the next segment, segment three of my weight loss journey.